this Premier League Week 9 Picks Edition the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick and Scorchers where you can win 100x, that's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, the $3,000 NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Bargain Dog Properties. Free to enter, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is uh, Wednesday, the 18th of October. And thank the Lord, the Premier League is back. We've got week nine picks coming up this weekend. Joining me, as always, uh, a bit more sober than he was on Sunday when we last spoke to him, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? Even Malcolm, how are we doing? No, you sound better, mate. You sound a lot better. Much better. I was all right by Sunday evening, to be fair. Like, um, doesn't take me long to get over a hangover, Malcolm, unlike you. Yeah. But, uh, have you stopped whitening all over the place? That just happened for a 10-minute spell on the Sunday morning, didn't it? That was that was over <laughs> and done with. Very, very, very quickly, that was done and done and dusted. Like, I don't drag yeah. these things out, Malcolm. Just get it. Get it up, get it out, and move on. Get it done and over with. Fair enough, yeah. good. Um, please, the Prem back, though. It, feel, it feels like a long time, Barry. Was it, it what, like two, two, two Saturdays. We did some international rubbish this week. Um, some things won, some things didn't. Some things got abandoned. Um, I had the Netherlands. Slovenia won, but couldn't get up the ladder. Uh, Venezuela won. Um, Kart Kortos was back. Um Thought his days of darkening the podcast doors had uh, gone, but he was back missing a penalty for us the other night. <laughs> I was like, I didn't yeah. even realise that until the day after. Then luckily, Virgil got the late penalty, didn't he, and, and saved us. Yeah, but that was about it, really. Yeah, Venezuela was probably the pick of the week, though, Baz. Yeah, I put Venezuela out, although I did go for I, I was hoping for a closer, smaller, low-scoring game. Um, one nil with about fifteen minutes to go was looking like the absolute dream pick. It was a red uh, card, wasn't it? Red, red card, card for Chile. Yeah, but uh, Venezuela seventeen to ten plus one seventy uh, was a good shout. Won it easily in the end, but as I say, I would have rather they'd won less easy because I was on the one nil at a good price. Um, I still didn't watch the first half of that Ecuador Colombia game. I gave the overs out in, and I was properly chinned, Baz. Like I see you at the bar after twelve minutes. Um, oh, who was it? Um, somebody hit the inside of the post and you need the first goal in them. First goal opens up all host of possibilities. Um, but yeah, the, the inside of the post, Ecuador missed loads of chances. And then I went to bed at like half one in the morning um, and I was pretty much toast after that. But um, yeah, I'm delighted to see to see the Prem back. I haven't been very good, Baz, for two or three weeks in the Prem. And I'm not terrible. Got dragged myself out of shit by, with a 1-1 with a, a few weeks ago and then came back with... Um, I've been playing from behind the whole time. That's what I need to stop, Baz. I can't start 0-4 and, and then trying to claw my way back to zero. I need to get ahead. So, so that's the uh, that's the plan this week. Yeah, I mean, I've um, there was a couple of games here where the pick just jumped out at me straight away. No thought required. Just bang, okay. easy. Uh, a couple of really difficult ones, um, and the rest are ones who I feel fairly comfortable with um so yeah as you say it does feel like a long long time um looking forward to having it back this weekend um 
I thought at the top of the show, Malcolm, I'll do my usual shout out to those. Um, oh, yeah. Is this Super a listener fan. of the week shout out? Listener of the week this week is Adam um, from Canada, hockey fan from Canada, who's left us some lovely words along with his five star review. Uh, he's been converted to soccer, as he calls it, uh, since listening to the show. He says he loves the hilarious banter and winning picks. I assume <laughs> my picks and not yours. Uh, my banter and your picks, bud. My banter and, and picks, probably both, I would imagine. Uh, so well done, Adam. Five star review and some lovely words. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. I realised I also forgot to shout out two people last week: Joe Dollar and Cam, who also left us five star reviews on Apple yeah. last week. Well played, gents. Really is appreciated. Um, getting doing well with the uh, the old reviews at the moment, and, and as I say, it does make a difference. It does. Uh, we do appreciate it, and it does get seen by uh, the bosses, so it's always good. Keep them coming, if you're on Apple in particular, because you can put a few words. But if not, Spotify, uh, drop us a five-star on there. YouTube, just make sure you're subscribed or give us a thumbs-up if you're watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, it all helps us, and it's greatly appreciated. So well played, those who have done that. Um, I've got some early lifestyle uh, news bars, if you want to get involved with this after the great uh, frog. Um Episode from Sunday night. You still not still reading from that. I still kind of believe it. The first thing <laughs> I did was went and showed the YouTube video back to the kids and the misses, uh, and they were absolutely astonished as well. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, right. So you might people might uh, empathise with this or not. Right. I'm going to caveat this by saying, Baz, this is in no way. Uh, I'm not casting aspersions on the IT department's housekeeping. Right, let's get that out of the way. However, this is quite good, Buzz. There's a um, there's a bean in the microwave, right? One bean, and it's obviously gone overboard from an episode of warming beans up, but it's been there, pardon the pun, probably about a week now. So it's obviously like it's gone overboard. There's a lot of beans on toast goes on here. There's a lot of beans going like freezer teas, like waffles, <laughs> waffles, chicken nuggets, and beans. That sort of shit. So there's a lot of bean action happens. So there's obviously there's a bean come loose at one point, but it's still there. Now I noticed it, but I quite like to see it's a bit like a Vietnam veteran buzz in there now because the microwave gets quite a lot of action in this house. Even just today, for example, I had tomato soup for my lunch. Um, I put a bit of uh, chili oil buzz and some cheddar cheese on it. Was an arc de triomphe. Um, um, I made a tone in the hole for tea. I had um, tin tomatoes with it, which might you might think is a bit weird. They went in the microwave. Yeah, um, the burn earlier on was making chocolate pudding and custard. Custard's gone in the microwave. So um, the, there's a little microwave sort of hot water bottle thing, like a heat pack often goes in the microwave. So the microwave gets quite a lot of use. And this one singular bean, and I mean, what's the what's the end game for this bean, Baz? What, what do you think? The end game should be, uh, the first time you noticed it, you should have picked it up and got rid <laughs> yeah. of it. That, that's, yeah, that, the that's not the end game, that's the star game. Now we've gone beyond that. But you've watched it for a week, just clean it up. But now I want to see what happens to the bean. You want to see it now, it's like, is it going to turn into like a bullet? Is it going to explode? Is it going to disappear? Is it going to turn into a pearl? You know, like out of an oyster? What? Yeah, it must have had that in a solid 10 minutes microwave time. For one bean, that's a lot to withstand, isn't it? It's fully dehydrated now. It'll just crumble if you picked it up, probably, I reckon. I can get a photo of it if you want. I'll get a photo of it with a bean and put it in the... You're no? all right. That's no, fine. I'll put it in the Discord if you're... Put, put a photo of the frog, the dead frog, and your dried-up bean. <laughs> if people want, if people request, I'll get a... I'll put a photograph of the bean in the um, in the Discord channel. Cheese toasty often gets made in the microwave. So... Yeah. I know it's again. No, that well, you put the cheese on one bit of the toast, and then just oh, make yeah, the way for thirty seconds so the cheese melts, and then you put the other bit of the toast on top. Yeah, you need an air fryer, Malcolm. You need an air fryer. Nah. Anyway, so we'll see how the uh, we'll see how the bean gets on over the next couple of days. I'm also Barry apropos of nothing because I had some time on my hands this afternoon. I've done a quiz for you. Um, All right. Yeah. Which. So I've got five questions. What I might do, Baz, is throw one in after every couple of games here. And we'll what's see if you can get the, over or under. Sorry? What's the subject? Um, Premier League footballers or members of parliament. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, Pat stayed up. Pat's in the chat. That rhymes. Dead frog and bean. Um, it, just, it sounds like a Weatherspoon's pub as well, doesn't it? Uh, the dead frog and bean. I've had a couple in there, bud. Um, hello, Pat. How are you? Um, and uh, the Mafia will reunite have joined us as well, which is quite sinister. So we'll behave ourselves. Yeah, so look forward to um, Premier League footballers or members of Parliament um, after each game, Barry. Um, so you're quite confident about this card. Uh, I am less so, but I think that's just a general confidence thing. Um, we'll get stuck into it. Let's get a couple of these, uh, our favourite advertisers, out the way. Um, where are we going first? The second chance survivor and the NFL Gambling Podcast Review. Um, we like the game of Survivor, Baz. We like the game of Premier League Survivor. You've run one, successful one for years and years. Uh, with SGPN, are running one for the NFL, which is presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. And there's three grand up for grabs when I take all. And that starts this weekend. Sign up, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And the NFL Gambling Podcast guys, that's Moonaf, etc., are doing a review contest. Aha, so leave an Apple podcast review for them. Um, with your favourite touchdown-related bet for this weekend, and the biggest winner gets a $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure to include your YouTube username in the review so that we can contact the winner. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, uh, Scorchers, go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. Um, Underdog are extending the first deposit bonus as well. That remains at $500 for a little bit longer, so get involved. You've got $100,000 Sundays, and 10 lucky players winning 10 grand each. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Uh, Peter Harrison, evening, how you doing? Thanks for joining. Um, there's a small boy lurking behind me, Baz, just ignore him. Saturday lunchtime, 12.30, 7.30 Eastern time. Liverpool against Everton. We kick off with a Merseyside derby. Uh, Liverpool are 1-3, to three, minus 300. The draw, oh, first line movement report, was 92, was out to 5-1. to one. Everton were 7-1, to one, are out to plus 750. So 15-2 um, for Everton. Uh, yeah, good game to start, really, in theory, um, Saturday lunchtime. Liverpool are in good form. Uh, particularly at home. Their last three home games, they scored three in each. Um, over two and a half Liverpool goals is even money, uh, which would fit into that. They've covered the handicap in all three as well. Um, and they're even money to cover the handicap again. Yeah, so there's two angles. in Everton's last three away games, I really hope Everton don't start being half decent. That would be a real disappointment, Barry for this Premier League season. Because one of the things we were looking to looking forward to most is Everton being shit. Um, and I think they still are. But they've had a couple of wins. The one against Bournemouth, I don't think counts. Because um, everyone... But the one against... Who did they win? The one away Brighton, maybe, was it? Um, yeah, they got a win. Who did they beat away, Baz? Um... I can't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't... Uh, yeah. Villa, we're not found an angle anyway, Barry. Um, lunchtime kickoff, traditionally a little bit of a slow burner. It's off the international break as well. We saw last time Liverpool have these players coming back from South America. Darwin Nunes, my guy, who everyone uh, took the piss out of, did he score twice against Brazil last night, Baz? I think he scored he one, set one up, didn't he? Set him up anyway, he did all sorts of things. Um so, yeah, a little bit tired of the international players coming back. Everton will be organised, if not very good. And I think they'll try and stay in it. So, the angle, Barry, is um, the second half to, have to be the half of the most goals. That's 19 to 20, minus 105. We might maybe a Liverpool one at half time, and then they'll stretch their legs and open up, win 3 1, something like that. Uh, but I can just see the combination of the international break and the lunchtime kickoff. Um, Hopefully, we'll see a bit of a slow burner in the first half and it springs to life later on. So, second half, most goals, 19 to 20, minus 105. What about the fact Liverpool conceded in the first half every single... Well, I left that to you, Baz. That's your angle in. I didn't want to steal it. Uh, Mafia man's already... Uh, he's on that. Um, Liverpool will win behind. 
Yeah, he might like what I've got. Um, I mean, you mentioned the South American players coming back late. I was thinking you can guarantee whenever Klopp's got his press conference this week, he'll definitely spend 10 minutes talking about that one. He'll be furious that they've got the 12.30 kickoff um, when he's got the South Americans coming back late. Um, he always likes a little little whinge about that. Um, yeah. But... I mean, the first question for me, uh, you know, Everton 17 to 2, uh, can I make a case for them at that price? And the answer that came back was very quickly a resounding no. Uh, I'm making yeah. no case for, for Everton at all, even at such a big price. Liverpool, you know, they've only picked up one point from the last two league games, but games v Spurs and Brighton, definitely more of a challenge than, than this Everton game. It's a derby, so sometimes you know people say the form can go out the window, but there's nothing in recent runnings of this fixture that suggests that's going to be the case either. Everton have failed to score in the last three head-to-heads with Liverpool, and Liverpool have last won the last two by two goals to nil. They're still 100% at home, as you said, this season. Five from five, if you include the cup games. And they've won every single one of them by two goals or more. Everton's away form's all right, isn't it? Four games unbeaten now, three wins and a draw in all competitions. Um, and as I say, you know, Darwin and Diaz might be back a bit late. See how that affects them early fixture. So you're always a little bit tentative. Um, but I just I can't get away from Liverpool. Yeah, right. They've won the last two head to heads by two or more as well. Um, as I say, they've won all of their home games by two or more this season. Um, so I'm going to have Liverpool to win by two or more. Liverpool minus 1.5 on the handicap at five to six, minus 120 for me. Yeah, I thought I saw even money bars about that uh, in my oh, notes. Maybe I'll take even uh, then. Being affected by the line movement as well, but um, yeah, I looked at the the angle of or to look at a local derby, anything can happen, and that's just not true. Um, there was no evidence for that, particularly with Everton. Liverpool have just kind of held them at arm's length, really. Um, so yeah, um, Jordan Pickford, Bruggen, uh, Peter's putting out. Um, so next up, the three o'clock kickoffs. We will start with. Um, it's Bournemouth against Wolves. Uh, Bournemouth are 13 to 10 plus 130. The draw is 23 to 10 plus 230. And Wolves are 2 to 1, Baz. So this is one that jumped off the page for me, Malcolm. Um, before. Bear in mind, you haven't got Wolves right for about yeah, 18 months. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's a good caveat before we put the pick out. Um, I do always get Wolves wrong. Um, I'll tell you before, if you're right or not. Before looking at the odds, uh, I looked at the fixture and thought, Wolves have been playing well. They've got a point against Villa. They beat Man City. Bournemouth still haven't won. They've not shown us anything at all to get excited about so far. So, immediately lean towards Wolves. Open bet 3-6-5 and nearly fell off my chair. 2-1 to one Wolves. 2-1 to one's too big, Malcolm. Far too big. Um, this was the easiest pick on the card for me. Um Bit of a grudge match as well for O'Neill, having been given the bullet by Bournemouth, oh, yeah. keeping them up last season. Another little angle might not play into things, but but regardless, two to one, one is just a really really attractive price for Wolves. Yeah, so that that was where I started. I double checked the form lines. Look, see if anything changed in my mind. Uh, you look, Bournemouth have conceded ten in the last three league games. They scored just one. Um, Wolves have only failed to score in one game this season. That was the Man United game on, on the first weekend. So more ticks in the box for Wolves. So really, really simple one. Mal. Wolves on the money line at two to one um, looks a really, really good pick. So that's that's where I'm going. As I say, easiest pick of the week. It doesn't mean it's the most likely of my picks to win. I just think at two to one, it's just far too good a price. Um, don't underestimate the revenge angle, Baz. The Americans love that. Um, yeah. When we do the baseball show or anything, it's... Uh... Uh, pitcher revenge angle, batter revenge angle, groundskeeper willy revenge angle. Like the revenge angle, they, they never shut up about it. So uh, they love a bit of that. Nice pandering. Yeah, Bournemouth, I've got the feeling, might be absolutely shite, Baz. Um, Dawn three, lost five. The terrible form, that 3 0 defeated Everton last time is horrible. They've lost the last three games by an aggregate of 10 1. Um, the prices were the wrong way around, Baz. You absolutely beat me to it. Um, the prices are 100% the, the wrong way around. Bournemouth. We'll have to show a remarkable uptick in form to get a result here. Um, totally with you. Team ride. Wolves win it 2-1. to one. Um, Yeah, and I think the uh, the chat pretty much agrees with us uh, as well. Okay, Barry, are you ready for round one of uh, Premier League footballer or Member of Parliament? 
Yes, ready. Let's go. Okay, right. I've got five here, Baz. So these are all these footballers are listed on FPL. So they're in the game, you know, so that it's not they're not like come from the under 13s or whatever. Um right, well, I'll tell you what we'll do, Baz. You give us a number, one to five. Which one do you want first? I'll go at four, please. Number four, Barry, is Jake Berry. Is he a Premier League footballer or a member of Parliament? The thing is, I might not know many of the uh, footballers, but I'm pretty good on members of Parliament, Malcolm. Are you? Why? I'm quite politically aware, like. Um, so no, Jake Berry Jake Berry is very definitely a member of the Conservative Party. He was a Conservative Party chairman um, under Boris Johnson. So I could even tell you what his title was. Jake Berry is a, a member of Parliament. Well. I can't tell you how furious I am about that, Baz. You've totally ruined my game yeah. Yeah, Sir Jake Berry, Baz, is the Tory MP for Rossendale and Darwin. Wanker. Uh, one nil to you. All right. Of all the things, like, I guess frog, and then it turns out you're a member of Parliament. I would not have known that about you in a million years. We'll see how you get on with the rest of the year. Um, carry on the three o'clock. Brentford take on Burnley. Uh, Brentford are three to four. Uh, minus one, 33. The draw is at um, 13 to 5 plus 260. Burnley are 72 plus 350. Um, I struggle with Brentford a little bit, Baz. They're not quite as bad as you and Wolves, but they're, they're up there. They've only won once and they're now six games without a win. Um, even though they still kind of do all right, everyone thinks they're quite good. They were 1 0 up at Man United till about five, past five, two Saturdays ago when McTominay scored twice. Um, I just can't take them. The, the home games, that's who Everton beat. It's here. Home games, they lost 3-1 v Everton. 2-2 um, with Bournemouth and 1-1 v Palace. Um, it's not good form line, Baz, really. The problem is, you can't take Burnley. Like any other opposition, really, um, you'd like to take. But Burnley don't look capable of winning games. They beat Luton. Does it count? Not really. Um, they have had a tough start. This is the one thing I'll give Burnley. Um, six of their eight opponents, Baz, will be top-half teams. Um, maybe even seven if you count Forrest. If Forrest get in there. Um, so it's games like this. Now, they're obviously at some point going to get an easier run of fixtures, and that starts now. So if they are going to be competitive, and at the start of the year we thought they might be all right, um, this is where it's games like this where they're going to have to do it. So I can't take Brentford. I don't want to take Burnley. Um, I'm happy to take the drawback um, at plus 260. Um, and on top of that, Barry, um, I'm also very happy at 13 to 2. So, one one draw of the week, Barry. Both teams will score a goal. Uh, 13 to 2 plus 6.50 for the ones each. And I hope Pat managed to hear his jingle live. Uh, it's my favourite thing. Um, what do you think, Pat? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Similar thoughts. Hard to pick a side in this one. Um, a couple of bits in the chat. Mafia will reunite. Fancies Burnley win and both teams to score. Me and him are on the uh, same wavelength on all of these games so far. Uh, and Andrew Marquez also likes the Burnley win. Um Four lines grim for Brentford, isn't it? No win inside 90 minutes in the last eight competitive games. Um, they've lost three of the last four league games and still just one win all season. Um, it's not much better for Burnley. Green shoots a recovery with a win against Luton. Um, that was short-lived. 4-1 defeat to Chelsea. Anyone conceding four against Chelsea is in trouble. Um, so I want nothing to do with Brentford at such a short price. Yeah. Um, even against Burnley, you just can't take them at that price. In the current form, um, Brentford's price is ridiculous. Burnley, I wasn't far off. Um, uh, they weren't far off being the sort of price where I would think, right, I'll I'll take a chance on that. But I, I just wanted it to be a bit higher. So I didn't quite get to the point where I thought, yeah, let's, let's have a go on Burnley. I feel like despite both teams struggling, they do seem to be getting on the score sheet more often than not. 16 games these two have played between them and only one clean sheet in across those 16 games. So Burnley have conceded in every single game. Brentford have conceded in all but one. Um, 
and both teams to score, therefore, looks good for me. It's hitting five of eight for Burnley. It's hitting six of eight for Brentford. And it's close enough evens here to have some appeal for me. So the pick for me, Brentford v Burnley, is both teams to score at four to five, minus 125. OK. Um, I forgot to write your picks down here, Baz, but I'll try and catch up. Um, Bayou Funk lurking in the chat uh, until the music came on, having a bit of dance instead. Um Right, the next game, Baz. I'd like. I'm pleased you're handicapping this one first because this is absolute mayhem. Manchester City take on Brighton and Hove Albion. Man City are nine to twenty-five, minus two seventy-seven. The draws at nine to two, plus four fifty. Brighton are at six to one. Um, what have you got, Baz? Could be anything. Um, yeah, it, it it is hard to know where to go with this. Um, eight league games now for Brighton where they've gone over 3.5 goals in every single one, and both teams to score in every single one. Um, astonishing, really. To have such a run now, you know, eight games to, to keep hitting over three and a half is, is ridiculous. And then a game where City, where we're used to, you know, getting involved in goals, bet it's understandable that the price for goals here is going to be short. Um, City lost back-to-back league games, first time in over a year. Yeah, um, lost to Wolves and then Arsenal. Both of them came away from home, though their home form still without a blemish. They've won every single game this calendar year at home. Um, I think you have to go back to November 2022 for the last home defeat, Malcolm. Um, so that's almost a full 12 months. Um, around half of those victories included uh, over three and a half goals as well. Over 3.5 here is 10 to 11. Um, I'll be honest, I toyed with going with the unders uh, and, and possibly under 2.5 just because the price is getting so big here. Brighton games can't keep going over 3.5 every single game. <laughs> um, it just can't happen. Um, it's over 2-1 to one for over t- under 2.5. Um, you know, City winning this 2-0 wouldn't be a massive surprise and, and that would land that bet. Um, and three of the last six head-to-heads at the Etihad have had two goals or less. So there's potentially a bit of value there. Um, but it wasn't where I went. No fun going unders in this game. I've left that alone. Brighton still don't have a clean sheet. They've conceded 16. Only the bottom three teams in the league have conceded more than them. And they've conceded 10 in the last three games alone. I think this could be the perfect tonic for Man City. Rodri is back, which should make a difference. They've lost three games, including the cup game to Newcastle, whilst Rodri's been away. This Brighton defence are going to give everyone opportunities and I think City will take them again and again and again. Uh, City to score three or more is available at evens. Um, the last two head-to-heads with City at home at the Etihad, 3-1 City, 3-0 City. So the pick for me is Man City-Brighton. City team total over two and a half at evens for me, please. Um, I toyed with loads of ways of being cute here, Baz. And I don't need to be. I don't think you need to be. You said Brighton can't keep doing it. And I think they can. I mean, we're talking about the league games here. I even watched the Marseille game last week, Baz, and it finished 2-2. And it was fucking nuts. Like, and they're absolutely insane. I mean, the totals in the games, uh, the eight league games, 4-7, They've only played three away games because they had that one called off at Luton and they've scored eight goals in them. Um, Man City have only kept one clean sheet in six. You don't need to be cute. I've got over three and a half at even money, Baz. Um, or over one and a half first half goals is even money as well. So if you want an even money shot, take either or the official play. Uh, what I, I Sorry? What was your first one you mentioned there? Oh, over three and a half goals. Over three and a half, yeah. Yeah. You said 10 to 11. Might have moved out. I saw it even money when I handicapped this yesterday. Um, yeah, I just didn't need to be uh, any any cuter, Baz. This is the sort of thing where at 20 past four, when it's 5-2 to Man City, you'll be absolutely kicking yourself. It's like whenever you've taken the unders on Tyreek Hill and then watching him run around like a madman on red zone and you think you're an idiot. That's the kind of, that's what this is. Um, yeah, this is the finish 5-2. Um, and you'll just think, why didn't I just take the even money on that? So um, that is what I'm going to do. Um Right, Barry. Round two turns out we're Barry's specialist fucking subject of Premier League footballer or member of Parliament. Right, you've had number four, Baz. Do you want one, two, three or five? Number one, please. Number one, Barry. 
is Femi Sariki. Femi Sariki. Femi Sariki. I was spelling the surname. There's a Femi who's a political commentator. S E R I K I. That's got to be a footballer. Femi Sariki, Barry. Plays for Sheffield United. Bastard. 2 0. Barry's got He's like a political commentator, but he's definitely not stood for Parliament. Um, the only ones I'd struggle with, like the Scottish National Party MPs, I wouldn't be good on. So, well, uh, hold on to your hat, Barry, because uh, I'm not out of it yet. I, I might come come back and complete a famous 3 2 win. Uh, three o'clock kickoff is a game I will not be going to because I've got to work on Saturday night. I've got to go to Barnard Castle, Baz. Um, but isn't that where Matey went to check his eyeballs during COVID? Yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go and uh, I'll go and check my vision in Barnard Castle on Saturday night. Um, Newcastle take on Crystal Palace. Newcastle are nine to twenty-five. Uh, no, they're not. That's Manchester City. Newcastle are nine to twenty minus two twenty-two. The draw is sixteen to five plus three twenty. Crystal Palace are six to one. Uh, Newcastle drew two two at West Ham last time out after smashing uh, those lazy French gets four-one at St James's Park. Um, I thought they played well. Um, I thought it was quite a bad spot for us having. The emotional and physical uh, involvement that they had in that PSG game. We were better than West Ham for the majority of the game. Finished 2 2. I am 0 8 so far on my Newcastle Prem picks, Baz. Uh, absolutely not even close as well. Like 0 8, comfortably, comfortable 0 8. So whenever I pick here, write the opposite thing down, everybody. Um, I'm going to have to start admitting, Barry, that Newcastle are good. And I don't like to do that because I feel like jinxing him. Um, Botman, I think, will be back, hopefully. Um, Isaac will be back. Tenali, we haven't talked about. I'm not really that interested. Um, he's a question mark due to the old betting shenanigans. Um, but Newcastle have already put five past Villa, eight past Sheffield United, four past PSG. Palace are doing okay, but they're not very good, are they? Um, to beat Man United, that doesn't count. Um, that counts about as much as beating Luton. The last three games have finished nil-nil, one-nil, and nil-nil. They're missing Eze. Baz Newcastle are considerably better than Crystal Palace. Uh, we win two-nil. Newcastle minus one and a half is five to four plus one twenty-five. Barry. Mafia will unite in the chat has minus one point five Newcastle. Um, similar to you, I'm, I'm getting more and more confident about Newcastle, um, and I don't like it, and I still. Come in and making me picks for Newcastle very tentatively. Um, Newcastle now unbeaten in seven, haven't got the season off to a bad start. Just three goals conceded in those seven games. Hopefully, as you say, should welcome back Botman, Joe Linton. Gordon comes back from suspension, and I think the international break just came at the right time for Newcastle. We had a few injuries, small injuries, where you know should be back fresh now. Um, we've mentioned before how Palace are just a very middle-of-the-road team. You look at any three-game stretch from Palace and you will see win one, draw one, lose one. Um, the form this season is win, lose, draw, win, lose, draw, win, draw. So the next Ooh. one is lose. So, so, so just to even it out, three wins, three draws, three losses, surely they'll keep the balance going. Um, that's just typical Palace form. Very similar last season. Record was win 11, draw 12, lost 15. Um, finished right back in the mid-table, 11th place. As I say, I think the break come at a good time for Newcastle. I'm confident Newcastle will pull off a win in this one, but 1-2, um, how do we play it? I've said before, Palace have a knack of staying in games. That's the only thing that concerns me a bit. Only Villa have beaten them by more than a single goal this season. Defensively, Palace are solid, conceded seven goals in their eight games, but they've only scored seven as well. And um, in the chat, someone's alluded to it already. Last three games have all finished nil-nil in 90 minutes in these head-to-heads. And it's astonishing. If you go back further, in the last 14 head-to-heads between Newcastle and Palace, only one single game has gone over 2.5 goals. There've been four nil-nils. There've been six one-nils. There's been a two-nil. So 11 of the 14 games have featured a clean sheet. And therefore, both teams to score no is, is, a, is a reasonable 
angle. Um, but I don't see Newcastle not scoring here. Um, under 2.5 looks a really good play for that reason um, because the form between the teams leans that way. Um, but I can't be back in unders in a game where Newcastle have just put four past PSG, eight past Sheffield United, five past Villa. Um, I struggled with the handicap. You've gone there and I, I don't mind it. I, I fancy Newcastle to win comfortably, but the Palace defence is just... It's it's playing on my mind. Um, and similar with team totals. So, where I've went, rather than betting against the Palace defence, I'm betting against their attack. So, I'm going to take Newcastle to win and to win to nil. So, okay. Palace can get it right and I get a winner with a 1-0 win or a 2-0 win, which is par for the course in these fixtures. Or, if we have one of those games where Newcastle put up the fours or fives like we're capable of doing, I can still win me bet as long as Palace don't score. Um and they've been shut out often enough this season. They've only scored seven goals. So Newcastle plus price eleven to eight to win to nil plus one thirty seven. Newcastle win to nil is a pick for me here. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that, that historical date is all right, but that was a different. Year. I mean, a, we did score past them last year, and the VAR absolutely changed. The nil nil at their place was when we were in that little run of games where we drew nil nil about nine times in a row. And then before that, you're talking about the Steve Bruce two seasons. Where we never tried to score yeah, yeah, for months absolutely. on end, like so. Um, but you know, you, I think you, you, you're absolutely right, Baz. And Palace do hang around. I mean, they kept a clean sheet at Old Trafford last time out. So, um, yeah. Okay. Next up. Oh, I'm going to talk about game time next. Actually, um, helping you get tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the place to get tickets for sports, music, comedy, any theatre near you. You've got killer deals on last minute tickets. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. MLB playoffs around the corner. I know there's some uh, happy price tickets going for Arizona tomorrow night. Uh, so if you get on the game time app, um, Arizona 2-0 down against Philly. Um, about $24 those tickets are on game time. So get across and have a look. The game time guarantee means um, if you find a ticket cheaper in the same section, um, they will refund you 110% of the difference. Uh, so the thing to do is download the game time app, create an account, Use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And finally, Hall of Fame bets, um, helping you win bigger this NFL season. Um, it's a sports bet analytics platform. Uh, it's got an NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer. And the thing to do here is use the uh, Parley Optimizer. Um, on Hall of Fame bet, you'll get things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities, um, sold players by hit rate, uh, the best value for the players you've got in there. Really great tool. Um, over 30,000 people using it, um, crafting more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hufbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Next up, we're still on the three o'clock, the final one on Saturday. Nottingham Forest take on Luton Town. Forest are 11 to 18, minus 164. Uh, the draw is 13 to 5, plus 260. And Luton are 9 to 2, uh, plus 450. Barry, your hometown, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, before I jump into that, I'm just going to comment on uh, Pat's comment in the chat. He's asked about the corners ladder for Newcastle. I uh, haven't gone there this season, or I might have done early in the season as a bit of a follow-on from last season's form. Uh, but not feeling it at all this year. It's not been uh, as fluent, so I've kept away from it until I see a bit of a change. The average corner totals in Newcastle games this year is less than eight per game. That's total, not just Newcastle corners. Last year, Newcastle were hitting nines and tens themselves every week. Um, they've had one game that's went over six this season, Newcastle. In eight, um, they're averaging around about just under five, I think, a game. So, corner ladders for Newcastle were absolute gold last year. Not quite this year. It might change, um, but at the moment, I'm uh, keeping my powder dry on that one. So, that answers that question. Um, Forrest Luton. Forrest got off the boil a bit lately. Uh, they've turned into draw specialists a little bit. No win in four. Um, they lost to Man City and then drew with Brentford, Palace and Burnley. Um, so not the the best of sides either. They're struggling to score. Uh, they had a one-year missing last game, but he'd also failed to score in the three prior to that anyway. Uh, and they've only scored three in the last six in all competitions. 
Luton City have four points, uh, the win coming against Everton, and they started the season with three goal defeats to Chelsea and Brighton. But since then, they've not lost by a single goal, by more than a single goal in any of the games since. So, um, again, another team who are keeping it tight. And, and with Forrest having scored two goals in a game just twice this season, I think it's hard to see Forrest having this all their own way. Um Unders is definitely in play. Forest's last six have all went under 2.5. Four of the last six for Luton have gone under 2.5. And you can get under 2.5 goals at 4 to 5, minus 125. Um, what I wanted here was a slightly higher price on <laughs> Luton. If, if Luton were just a little bit higher, I'd have been tempted to take him as a pick. But what I was looking for, I was wanting to come in and say Luton minus one on the Asian handicap. At close to evens. Um, it's close at about 8 to 11, minus 140, and it's just a little bit. 140 is about the extremities of how far we go um, on this show. So I'm, I'm torn. I think Luton can get something here. Double chance, Luton, 23 to 20, plus 115. Um, toyed with it. I'm, I was so close, but I, I'm decided to just stick with the unders. I think unders has got really good form behind it. Uh, under 2.5 goals for us, Luton at 4 to 5. Minus 125. Yeah, team right, Baz. Um, completely agree with you. A couple of reasons. You see, Forrester off the boil. The one he's missing again looks like it's going to be Chris Wood, who's not particularly prolific. Um, Luton hung about with Tottenham last time, um, particularly after Tottenham had a man sent off. Spurs could have battered them, man. They should have been three. It looked inside seven minutes. I was sitting here furious with Tottenham, trying to get off to it early in the early kickoff. Um, trying to get a winner over the line. Um, and what got me, Baz, was a really obvious lack of quality from Luton. They were rubbish. Like, and I'm talking about basic control, passing, just the man, they look like a bottom half of the table championship team. Um, organized and can defend would have got a proper lack of quality. I don't think they can they could score set piece, maybe. Um they're gonna defend hard. Forrest will win one or two, nothing, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with uh, Mafia in the chat. Under two and a half goals is the bet. Four, um, four to five, minus one, 25. Right, Baz. Two, three, or five? Oh, um, what about that? Two. I mean, this is, you can wrap it up here, Baz. Um, I want to know, Barry, Premier League footballer or member of parliament, Sean Bailey. Sean Bailey. He's not a member of Parliament. He was a Conservative candidate for London Mayor. But I'm certain he can't be. He can't be Mayor and Member of Parliament. Um, Sean Bailey has to be a footballer. Fuck, I'm back in the game, Barry. I'm back in it. Sean Bailey is a Member of Parliament for West Bromwich West, Baz. Uh, This is all today's info as well came off the uh, membersofparliament.gov.uk or something. 2-1, 2-1, Barry. Uh, I'm oh, back in it. I'm live. Google that one. I'm furious. Don't Google it now. Listen, it's my quiz. My answers. The quiz master's always right. That's the rule. And we're oh, cross between different. Sean what? Bailey. There's more than Oh, well. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, you There's didn't spell one, it. You, you, oh, man. There's Sean with an S-A-H. was the... The London Mayor candidate. And there's a Sean Bailey S-E-A-N. That's where you've thrown us. I've I've cool. Get away, I've known you, Baz. What I care about is I'm back Honestly. in the game. Controversial. Last time on Saturday, derbies, more derbies. Uh, Chelsea against Arsenal. Chelsea are 21 to 10. The draw is uh, 23 to 10 plus 230. Arsenal 13 to 10 plus 130. Um, have Chelsea turned the corner? Question mark is what I've written down. Um, back to back wins, but at Burnley and Fulham. So it doesn't tell you much. But they were the sort of games that weren't, they weren't beating anyone. So the fact that they've won some games, I think, shows some progress. Um, I do think the level of performance has been better, though. They've kind of deserved those. With, they, they actually humped Burnley forward and really kept Fulham at arm's length. Two goals in a minute and just played the game out. Like um, Four home games, the only win... Um, has come against Luton Town, uh, which we've already decided doesn't count this episode. 
So, yeah, interesting stuff from Chelsea. Um, Arsenal won six, drawn two. Obviously, will be buzzing having beaten Manchester City. They really did get that monkey off their back. Um, in their three away games, they've kept three clean sheets. A couple of injuries, Saka and Saliba are both 50%. I think that's going to be important. You could make a case for Chelsea here, um, but I just want, like you just said about Luton, actually, Baz, and maybe want a bit of a bigger price for Chelsea. Um, 5 to 2, 11 to 4, something like that. Not going to get one. Um, I think we're going to see goals, Barry. As much as I've just said Arsenal have kept three away clean sheets, um, Chelsea are going to have a right go at this as well. They, they really need to lay a marker down in, un, under Pochettino. They haven't done it yet. They need a red letter day. They need to get some momentum going. Um, they'll have a right good go at this. And Arsenal are a good side. Like Arsenal are going to go anywhere and compete. Um, over two and a half goals, Baz, is 9-10, minus one one one. Yeah, so this is another one where I, I knew what I wanted to see before I opened the odds up. And and for that, for me, it was anything over evens for Arsenal, plus 100. And I think they're a pick here. So 13 to 10 plus 130 makes it straightforward for me. Although Chelsea have won the last two, three if you include the AFL Cup game, I'm still not hugely convinced by them. The three wins in the league have come against Burnley, Luton and Fulham. Struggled against the rest. And Arsenal are just in great form. Still unbeaten. Six wins from eight. Beat Man City last time out. And the whole mood around the place is very positive. Everyone's pulling in the same direction. Uh, Saka's been carrying a knock. He's been well-rested over the international break. And I just think Arsenal are the better side in better form. And I think 13-10 to 10 is a very backable price for Arsenal. So I kept this one really simple. I was happy with the price I've seen for Arsenal. I think Arsenal will win. So Arsenal will beat Chelsea 13-10 to 10, plus 130. Okay, Saturday night, we've got some night football here. Um, 8 o'clock kickoff local time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Sheffield United take on Manchester United. Sheffield United are 6 to 1. The draw is 4 to 1. Manchester United are 2 to 5, minus 250, Barry. This is another one, actually, I'm pleased you're good with. I hate his handicap in this game. I went, I had no idea what to pick. I could not find a pick, Barry, for the life of me. I've got one, but I hate it. Uh, I've got one, but it's totally off script, totally out of the ordinary, not the usual markets we look at because, uh, like you, can't be having any of this. Uh, I still don't want Man United at odds on. No. Absolutely no chance at a price of two to five. I wouldn't back them against anyone at two to five, away from home in particular. Uh, it's absolutely bonkers, that price. Uh, I mean, if you put Man United up here at four to six, would you have picked them? No. Minus one fifty. What what price would they, they get to before you you considered them away to home <laughs> from home against anyone? I, well, I wasn't sure. I just I just thought they could be quite a bit shorter, and I still wouldn't be thinking Manu are a pick here. I'll just take Manu on the on the money line. Um, at the same time, it's impossible to make a case for Sheffield United winning it. Um, they've still got just the one point from the Everton game. They scored just six, conceded twenty two. Um. And I can't see this being the game where suddenly Sheffield United get their first win of the season. I'd, I'd enjoy it if it was that kind of game, of course. So I do think Man United will win. Um, but I won't back them to win because it's too short. And if it's too short, then the handicaps become too short as well. Um, so none of the main markets have really appealed to me at all. So I've gone with a score I pick. I've bottled it completely. Uh, <laughs> Ireland has been a real positive in a world of negativity for Man United in recent weeks. He's 7-5, plus 140 to score any time. Um, Sheffield United are shipping goals, 22 goals in eight games. Um, I've completely bottled it and gone for a score, I pick Malcolm. Rasmus Hoyland, any time, 7-5, plus 140. That's fair enough, Baz. I've bottled it as well. I took Hoyland last week, though, and they did lose 1-0 at Open Palace. Um, after he scored, he stupidly score against. I thought that might well, liven him up. You could enjoy that loser, though, couldn't you? Yeah, 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 it was all right. Um, he got a bit injured this week, Baz Hoyland. I just didn't uh, be aware of that. San Marino people, didn't he? Is he going to be all right? So I think it's okay, yeah. Um, Sheffield United's form it wasn't was, wasn't great to start with, but it's completely gone to shit. Um. 3-1 at Fulham's poor. They were uncompetitive at West Ham. Lost 8-0 at the Newcastle. Man United remain cack. 
They've won four and lost four. Those four wins, Barry, thinking back, Brentford, they were 1-0 down at five past five, and somehow won 2-1. Uh, Wolves, they've got no business winning that game. The officials handed it to them. Burnley, they got battered. And who's the other game they won? So they've won one of the all. I can't remember, but I have written down all four were incredibly lucky. Um, we saw a comparison game here a couple of weeks ago. Burnley took on Man United in a Saturday night football. But even then, the result doesn't tell Man U won one nil, but that doesn't reflect how the game went at all. So there's nothing you can do with it. I wanted to fade both teams, which is really, really hard to do. What will happen here, Baz, is Man United will win this game in some sort of fortunate fashion. Um, like they'll come from behind and win 2 1 or something. Initially, I've got it written down in big letters, but it's actually scribbled out. Is Sheffield United to score first at five to two, plus two fifty? Because Burnley should have done, and they'll come back in a minute. Um, what I've gone with, um, and this is going to be tenth on my list of shit the best. Um, Man United to win with over two goals, which is five to six minus one twenty. So that takes in the two one Man United win, or Man United could stuff them. Uh, they might win. They might beat them three 0 So. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like this even a little bit. Um, Barry, you have got number three and number five left. Yeah, two one up. Still reeling after the last one. It's a Swiss. What's the next one? Number five. Right. Okay. Number five, Barry, is Mickey Brady. Brady. That's not a MP name, is it? Graham Brady. I can't believe you actually know any MPs. How come? <laughs> I could name one. Mickey. This is where he could be a Scottish or an Irish or someone. Well, Brady. I could. I wouldn't know the Scottish MPs as well, and I wouldn't know the the odd dozen from uh, Ireland. And I don't know Mickey Brady football. I'm going to go MP. Bollocks! Mickey Brady Barry is a Sinn Féin member of Parliament from Northern Ireland. Uh, you've fortunately gone three one up there. That, I think that was, that, that, that was a, a, a guess because uh, ah. I haven't heard of him as an MP. But um, yeah, the the Irish I think you definitely know the next one. Um, now I know that you know stuff. You're definitely going to know this next one, me. Um, one game on Sunday. Uh, don't know why there's only one game. Aston Villa take on West Ham at four thirty, which is eleven thirty Eastern. Uh, Villa nine to ten. Minus one one one. The draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty. West Ham are fourteen to five plus two eighty. Um Villa have pulled their way through into fifth place in the league. Um there's no real pattern in both teams to score or over under two and a half, but they are playing well. And they've got some good players. West Ham are in really good form as well. Uh, much better than I thought they'd be. They were okay against Newcastle, but I wasn't that impressed. They are a they are a mid. Um, a mid-table team. Their only two defeats have come against Liverpool and Manchester City, so they're very capable of competing. Um, West Ham have gone both teams to score in seven of their eight games. Uh, the only team they haven't is Sheffield. Uh, the, it came down no. Sheffield United failed to score. Really easy, guys. You had one of these earlier on. Villa are better than West Ham. Um, and Villa are at home. Nine to ten lines are perfectly fair price pass. I'll take Villa outright on the money line. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I've just had said that Andrew Marquez has chirped up with exactly the same pick. Um, Villa at home, close to evens is easy. Same handicap, Andrew, same pick. Yeah. What do you think, Baz? I, I like it. Um, it. It's not where I've gone, but I don't mind it at all, particularly because of that home form. Um, I think it's an intriguing game. Two teams in good form sitting fifth and seventh. Both have lost two games. West Ham have lost to City and Liverpool and Villa have lost to Newcastle and Liverpool. So both of them have only lost games against top, top sides, City, Liverpool and Newcastle. Very, very top sides. Um, top, really top hard. Side, I, I, I thought my initial look, it was difficult to take a side. I, I would lean towards Villa and the one thing that pushes me that way is their home form. They've still not dropped a single point in the league at home since Arsenal beat them back in February. Um, nice, nice start. They've only they've only played three at home this season, but they've won them by an aggregate of thirteen two. Um, obviously, a six one against Brighton skews that significantly. Um, but I think it was a three 0 and a four one the other two games. So convincing wins when they are at home. Um, 
Seven of eight Villa games have gone over 2.5. Six of eight for West Ham. Um, overs on its own is a little bit short, though. So I can tag on both teams to score here. Get me closer to evens. So that's where I've gone. West Ham have only kept one clean sheet all season, but they've also scored in every game. Um, I like over 2.5, but I also think both teams will get involved to hit that 2.5. So the pick for me here was uh, Villa West Ham, both teams to score. And over 2.5 goals as 5-6, to six, minus 120. Uh, but I don't mind your pick at all. I don't mind Villa here. I think the home form is what definitely pushes it in that direction. Uh, but West Ham are in good form, so I just felt like keeping both teams on side. Um, and I like the goals angle as well. So, uh, Final game is the Monday night game. We've uh, we normally handicap this on a Sunday night, which probably will again, actually. But on the grounds... Uh, we, we're here, we'll do it now. Tottenham, uh, one to two, minus 200. Seven to two is the draw. Fulham on the road are five to one underdogs, Barry. Um, London Derby Monday night, Spurs. Spurs, are you saying Spurs is your pick? No, I'm asking you, it's your turn. All right. Um, I thought you were asking me straight out for me uh, if I think Spurs are going to win. Fulham, um, Another team who who can only pick up the points against the strugglers. They've beaten Sheffield United, beaten Luton, beaten Everton. Um, but then the defeats have all come by bigger deficits. I think they've lost three games by a combined uh, nine-goal deficit. Spurs are still 100% at home. They've still scored two in every game. Obviously, that record just crept on in the uh, Liverpool game with that late own goal. I actually sp- thought Spurs... Did they score... 2-1, wasn't it? Luton. Wasn't it? Was it 1-0? Nah, 1-0. Yeah. You're right, aren't you? Oh, I'm right, Baz. It's bad. That's bad form, that, isn't it? Who topped them all for you? Um, yeah, it's the first uh, It's the first time in my handicap, Baz. Sorry? Tottenham was 2-1. Was it? Yeah. Son scored, Gakpo equalised, and then Matt had put it in his own net. So yeah, pipe down, Malcolm. My form, uh, my my research is absolutely fine. So you might want to scribble out the top line on your thing there. Um, so yeah, they have continued. <laughs> to score. Did you say Yeah. For Luton. What are you talking about? Didn't Tottenham beat Luton one nil? Oh, I'm looking. When Basuma got game. sent off. Yeah, I'm looking at the Liverpool game. Sorry. Fucking hell, Barry. I mean, you can't stop being wrong. Anyway, moving on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Kid hell. Go on, then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so they had scored two in every game, Malcolm, up until they played Luton. Um, oh, yeah. We won 1 0. I remember um, that. Very, un- very unfortunate Luton. not to have got two goals in that game, but they didn't. I actually thought Spurs here were a better price than I expected. A 1 to 2, minus 200. Definitely one for any accumulators for me. Um, obviously, not as an outright pick, far too short for this show. Um, and because they're a better price than I expected, I can get a decent handicap line for them. Minus one on the Asian handicap is five to six um, or minus 120. It gives me a little bit of a safety net as they've, they've only won by two or more. Um, well, they haven't recently. In any of the last four, they haven't won by two or more, I should say. Um, but they are another club where you know the mood around the place is all positive. They've got momentum on their side. I think Spurs will win it. Um the pick is minus one on the Asian handicap. I think they should win by two. Um, but they aren't blowing anyone away, despite being very efficient and, and having all the momentum. So I've just got that little safety net. If they win by one, I'll get my money back. Um, so, yeah, pick Spurs v Fulham. Minus one, Spurs on the Asian handicap. Five to six, minus 120. Um, yeah, no safety net for me, Baz. I took the extra half a goal. Tottenham minus one and a half. Um, I think I've got a feeling Fulham are shite. Um I did mark down those three wins, came against the bad teams. Uh, home defeat against Chelsea, they were poor, they got humped at City. Um, and there's nothing fluky about what Spurs are doing at all. Um, yeah, they might run into a, a dodgy patch at some point, but they don't look like it in the minute. They've got loads of goals in them. They should have scored more than that one at Luton. Um, Tottenham minus one and a half, five to four. And I do think they'll batter them. The Tottenham team total over two and a half is 11 to eight, plus 137. I think they've got three goals in them. They'll make up. Um, for only getting the two with Luton, so yeah, 
Uh, Tottenham minus one and a half um, is the main pick. Five to four plus one twenty-five. Right, we'll get on to all the fancy stuff. Barsley, you put me to bed, Barry, with the final Premier League or MP. Um, is George Shelby. This is worth two points, Barry. So if I get this, it's a draw. It's not worth it. My game. I've written, I've written down. Yeah, two points for the last one. Again, it's not Standard. what I've heard of. Um, we've had three MPs and only one football, haven't we? <laughs> oh, you've been the number, though. Yeah. Cynical that, Barry. Cynical ploy. I'm going to have to go... Oh, man. I don't like it. I haven't got a clue. He's a footballer. Oh, I'm going to go footballer. <sighs> George Shelby is a goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest, Barry. Apparently. Uh, all right. So you win 5-1. Well done. Uh, I ran into your specialist subject. That's as unlikely as the frog incident you knowing about MPs. It's ridiculous, that. So, Have a proper hobby. So they had double Shelby last year. And we had double Shelby last year, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Double bubble on the Shelby. Um, right, okay. Fancy stuff, Barry. Goal scorers. Um, I'm heading back to Newcastle again. I never do it. Um, Callum Wilson, 100 to 30, first and last. Uh, six to five plus 120 anytime. Well rested. Had some photos of him looking red hot on Twitter this week. Um, Isaac will. Probably be fit, um, but I just think about you think it's Wilson's turn to start. We play Dortmund next week as well, don't we? Um, so I think they'll keep Isaac back for that. So Wilson's going to start, and I do think we'll we'll beat them. Uh, underdog of the play was a no brainer, Barry. We both landed on it immediately. The majority of the chat landed on it immediately. Wolves are two to one, incredible price. And um, I'm going to continue the red card parley because I was absolutely quite aggressively bummed on it last time by Michael Oliver of all people. Um, so I'm going for Barry. First up, it's a double Saturday night one. Um, Chelsea v Arsenal, London derby, uh, a lot of enthusiasm, a little bit raj, dark, floodlights, all of that malarkey. Um, so, and Chelsea trying to lay down the marker. A red card in that one is four to one. And then straight after that, we get Sheffield United, Man United. There's a whole host of clumsy fuckers on display in this game. Pick any of them. I'm guessing is Casemiro suspended? He's always suspended, isn't he? Um, anyway, any of those clumsy fuckers on either side will get sent off. Uh, the double pays 27 to 1, Barry. It's 9 to 2 in the Sheffield United game. Uh, so that's the red card parlay. What you got? Um, score a pick for me. It's where I went earlier. I'm sticking with Rasmus Hoyland. He's 9 to 2 first goal. Um, 7 to 5 any time. So Rasmus Hoyland is the score for me. I did like Wilson as well. I agree with you. I think he'll start. Keep Isak fresh. Isak didn't go for the um, international break. Had a little bit of a knock. So I think they'll keep him fresh for Dortmund. So Wilson's a good one. I like that. But um, yeah, the pick for me is Rasmus Hoyland anytime or first time at nine to two. The underdog play of the week has to be Wolves at two to one, exactly as you said. And the treble for me, um, I've got a three-day parlay amalgam. Oh, nice. If you put me a Friday night or a Monday night game in, I'll find a three-day three day parlay to keep us going. <laughs> um, Wolves, chuck them in my parlay. They're such a good bet, such a good price. Um, Arsenal <coughs> and Spurs to finish up on the Monday. Okay. Nine, over 9-1, to one, um, plus 9.35. So a decent price, Treble. If we can get it off to a flyer with Wolves, got a real life chance. So, yeah, the Treble for me, Wolves, Arsenal, Spurs, just over nine to one. Um, I'm going to round up the picks here, Baz, because we threw out the baseball winning play last time live and one of your mates backed it. Um, Houston take on Texas in game three. Starts at three minutes past one uh, in the morning, so in about three hours' time. So basically, this is for anyone who's listening live. Um, and it's Max Scherzer to give up over one and a half earned runs. So you need to go to the game, go to the player props and go to the... Um, Pitcher earned runs. Max Scherzer, plus one and a half, is even money. He's been dodgy all season, um, but he's coming back off a month layoff. Even if he pitches well, he can give up two. Uh, but I think he's going to um, be a little bit dodgy and give up more to uh, Max Scherzer. There you go. Um, 
Anything else, Baz? A uh, nice solid hour and five minutes. Um, nice to get back into the Prem. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, not much else for me. I'm going to go and have a bit of cheese now, Malcolm. Bit of cheese? I'll yeah. go and um, take a photo of that bean, uh, just in case anyone asks for it in the Discord channel. Um, I was in the, yeah, I was in the earlier on, and a, and a bit of cheese caught my eye. I've got, you got? A, got a nice vintage cheddar, something really yeah. strong, uh, and a piece of Comte. Nice French company. Oh, the old stinky French squishy one. Yeah, it's a bit of no, it's quite firm company. Okay. Um, bit of a favourite of mine, quite a nutty, nutty type of flavour. Um, it's quite mild, but um, yeah, good, good, good little pair in there. So I am gonna go and have a have a bit of cheese to finish the night off. I fucking love cheese, Baz. I love it. I love cheese more than I love life itself. Uh I'm up there, cheese, very cheesy man. Um, right, well done everybody, thank you for joining us um, There was loads of names in the chat tonight We very much appreciate it um, Good luck with all your picks um, We'll be back on Sunday night To uh, pick over the bones of all this rubbish um, And we've got the Champions League next week um, So we'll fire out some winners in that uh, Thanks everyone um, and I'm off to the Middle East next week, Malcolm What, what? I'm off to the Middle East next week Oh yeah, is that wise, Barry? What you want to know? He's keeping mention or what? At this moment in time, my holiday is still on, but um, by next week, who knows what could have happened in the Middle East? Um, so yeah, I'm off to Egypt on Wednesday. So next week's midweek show might have to change. We might have to record it on Tuesday, possibly. Um, right. but, uh, that's, that's for after the show. <laughs> that's not nothing to do with the people. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to a wedding next weekend, so I probably can't do the Sunday night. We might as well get the entire production meeting done. Uh, while there's still five people tuned into this rubbish. Um, right, we'll talk about this off air, but thanks everyone. I'm going to remember to press the uh, music button. Where's that? Right down here. We are okay. See you later. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. Bye.